This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, Maeve Dartinez, and Pierre Delecto. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's, it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show of friends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 416. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Mm. One, one for each goal, huh? Mm. Yeah. Nobody yeah. saw this coming. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I mean, I only said it was a must-win game because you need to prove you can get out of the first round, but... Oops! Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think you guys want to really talk about it this much. So let, let's just get into it real quick. Uh, <clears throat> Red Bulls lost their opening round matchup to uh, Cincinnati at home 2-1, to one, giving Cincinnati not only their first playoff game, but first playoff win in MLS history the season after they won the wooden spoon. So congratulations, Red Bulls, on, on who you lost to. Um Struber both said before the playoffs that he expected the team to do well and then said he wanted the, <laughs> the Twitter Twitter experts to get off their teams back for not performing. And early and twice earlier this season, he said we shouldn't expect anything out of this team. So who the fuck knows what he really wants? <clears throat> uh, <coughs> before we talk about our stuff, let's do tweets and voicemails. Uh, Truman, you have the tweets ready to go? I do. Uh, okay. Run, John, run. At John MCC215 said, U.S. Open Cup games get better fan support than they had today. Well, U.S. Open Cup games are on 12 o'clock on a Saturday, but okay. Hey, we, we called it, right? I mean, it was rough, but we, we called it. Uh, Creepy Taxi S. Steven Santa said, that's so Metro. We choke every year. Oh, well, until next year and then next year. Uh, our old friend Ruchesco simply said, hashtag Uber for Struber. There and then Tonino M said, I think Gerhard, quote, unquote, one round Struber is gone. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Forget a voicemail. So I want to make sure before I move on. I wonder who the voicemail is from. <laughs> Gee, I, 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 I don't know. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it. So I'll find out. Uh, I, it better only be from one person and one person only. I, I would I would expect so based on the length. Hi guys, how are ya? I didn't think I would send this voicemail and I gave it a few days to make sure I didn't like email you a legal brief in either your tweets or email. But 
you know, it's another season, and it ended up like this. And I want to say there was progress. And, like, you can see at, at many points during this season in the away record, but, of course, no one's going to feel even – no one's going to feel better at all knowing how, how – just how badly they shit the bed at home. And it's even more indicting for this team just knowing of how they left it out on that field that day. Like, I went, you know, I went to see them. The tailgate was great, and honestly, I try to remember that day better by the – from the 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. worth of, like, drinking in that parking lot. But, like, <laughs> that's just not how that should have went. But it's absolutely a justified result seeing how we were not able to keep it together that entire time, let alone just how this team was was running with without its head, especially in that second half. And what can we really say at the end of the day? I've honestly, I said this before in the Colorado, after the Colorado game, Gerhard Struber should be out the fucking door immediately. All, he is pretty much a cancer to this, to this team, and everything he said in that post-game conference, like reported to, like by Ben Cork, and trying to make some shit talk, saying that people shouldn't have been expecting this, going back and forth on his comments. It's fucking disgusting. I have not seen a coach ever, probably, be that fucking derogatory to his own team, let alone beat them down like that in such a manner. Like, he is not helping this team whatsoever, and he is bogging down the development of his players. And it's not even the fact that this team is just devoid of a striker. That's one thing. But chastising and making this team, like, lower than it is is absolutely even worse than the way that we ended this season. A lot of stuff needs to happen at the end of the day, but it starts from the head up. It starts from the head down, and Gerhard Struber needs to go. And hopefully there's a better discussion of this. Have a good off-season, guys. <laughs> a good discussion. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> Eddie, welcome to being a fan of this team, my friend. You are yeah. now in it. Now you've been you've been really fully indoctrined, and it's just going to get worse and worse this, as you get older and older. This is the this is the um, baptism. For all Red Bull slash Metro fans. Right. <laughs> sad, <laughs> sad losses. Just crushing. Fucking embarrassing! Just crushing defeat after crushing defeat. Yeah. Oh, boy. Tell us how you really feel. Okay. You're a shit manager. <laughs> I feel like shit. Unfortunately, I don't have the hoop, the who put you in charge soundbite on this board right now. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. And the show has reached a new low. <laughs> Hold on, one more. There we go. This is classic. <laughs> so, Struber putting this team down, if, if nobody realized that that was his whole point at the beginning of the year, was to tamper expectations because he knew what he had. Yeah. And he knew he wasn't good enough to make this team more than it should have been. I, I mean, I, I do have to uh, disagree with our caller. I mean, I, I think the fact that the team did 
end up in fourth place is, is very much credit to his true. I do agree that this uh, roster is not that great at all. Um, you know, and, and I think it's about to get worse. Uh, I mean, Aaron Long, who admittedly is not uh, pre-injury Aaron Long at all, he's probably out the door. He's his contract's up. Um, you know, losing uh, Tom Edwards uh, halfway through the season didn't help the defense. And of course, as per usual, they don't have a striker. Uh, they they have not had production from the number nine position since. Uh, Bradley Ray Phillips was here, and uh, honestly, I think it's the biggest reason why this team uh, does repeatedly fall flat on its face in the postseason. 100% it's. Again, it's just, there's no fucking goal scoring. Again, again, we got teased in the last game in the regular season. Teased, because that's what what you get with this team with our forwards. Mm -hmm. You tease the game, Mm -hmm. you know. Ah, Patrick Klamala, boom, finally off that scoring job. Great. What did he do since? Fucking nothing. He hadn't scored a goal since August, mm. I think it was, right? Oh, he's off the schneid. He was not off the schneid. Bad and, was a, and it was a penalty kick, if I remember correctly. You are correct. So and, and against Cincy, who I was there for. Yeah, so didn't get him off of anything, mm. you know? And then we got a, a great game from uh, Manuel in the last game, and that was it. Yes. He produced nothing the next mm-hmm. game. Lewis Morgan, a midfielder, created more or scored more goals than our forwards did. Just think about that. Yeah, Morgan was a great pickup. There's no question about that. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise if there's enough interest that they sell him at the end during the soft season. Right. <laughs> yeah, because <clears throat> they sell. They don't. That's that's the problem. Is we have a tendency not to sell players at the right time. We don't get what we should out of them. If we're going to sell Morgan as much as it sucks, this is the time to do it. Mm. Do it, Strike with the iron's hot. Although it, it was it was so fucking perfect how he scored and then he hurt himself in the, the fucking celebration. Of, of course, he Martin Grammatic at himself. Yeah. I, wish, <laughs> I wish there were actual reporters for this team so I could find out how exactly he got hurt. I think Kyle saw somebody on Twitter suggest he was kicking the ground and might have hurt himself. Weird. But that was a hell of a goal. I will say that much. That was, yep. a, that was a thing of beauty. That's the only bright spot on the jury day. <laughs> well, they put us they put us out of our misery in uh, regulation instead of going to extra time for us to just be miserable. So I'll give yeah. them that at least. I guess. I mean, it sucks <laughs> looking at the at the results so far and seeing that you're the only home team not to win a game so far. Mm. Don't I mean, worry, NYCFC is up two 0 right now. So don't worry. You know, we'll still be the only one. We we have one more game to go for that. That best that that's nice stat of the year is like oh hey the only top four seed to lose in the first round. <clears throat> I, I I'm assuming the only like we have is the Morgan goal honestly. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? Yeah yeah no there's All nothing right. else to like. <laughs> We're right. more to hate about this. So, so any any anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of dislikes? There was something I got I got to find it in our chat. I can't remember exactly what I want to talk about. So I, this is what I'll say and it's the most fucking annoying thing is that. Everyone wants to talk about it was a four versus five, right? So oh, it's two teams that are pretty close. We played them pretty pretty close during the, the two games. Blah, 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 blah. But, and, and Struber said, oh, we all should have just tempered our expectations. They're a young team, all that crap. But there was a reason they were the home seed. Mm-hmm. There was. I mean, they. it's really because they had the fucking amazing away record. You know, we all kind of predicted doom coming playing at home. 
But the biggest disappointment is just that they – we talked about it last week. This was the game where we hoped they could have won. I could have ex- – I don't really accept losing to Philly. I would have understood it. Mm-hmm. I would have understood winning the game, winning this game and losing to Philly in the next round. Yes, we all would have freaked out. But you're playing the best team in the Eastern Conference, and this is, again, one of the youngest teams in MLS, uh, a team that is growing still for the most part. Um, but, it, again, it's just – it's fucking lack of discipline. It's it's a, a terrible substitution. It's your, your goal scorer getting injured. It's everything that always happens with this team. We saw, again, and then what happens is they give up the go-ahead goal – in the 86th minute, now they had, I think, 300 minutes of stoppage time in this game. <laughs> so we felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> I think the game's still going on, actually. Like, yeah. it's, it's that whole thing that we see time and time again where that other team scores that late goal and you're like, we're fucked. There is no time to come back this one yet again because they let a team score late and you're just, well, Back to Red Bull's classic down panic mode, you know, oh, we got a couple decent opportunities that we'll get all excited about. But, of course, they're not going to fucking score on them because they never do. It doesn't matter who's on this team. It doesn't matter if it's Patrick Klamala or if it's fucking Bradley Ray Phillips or Thierry Henry or fucking Jorge Rojas. It doesn't fucking matter who's on this team. It's the same fucking story every year. We all want to talk about getting rid of Struber. For what? Another guy to fucking not succeed in the playoffs? What do you think is going to replace this guy, everybody? I think Struber's going to leave. I think he's going to leave under his own volition. Which is, which is whatever. If he, you know, if he leaves, he leaves. But, I mean, wh- who's going to come in to save this team? Who's going to come in and get this team to the next round or to a conference fucking final? Who? We haven't seen it. No one gets this team. We haven't been in a cup final since fucking, what, 09? Oh, wait. Oh wait, no, that's right. Because '09 was fuck was the last year we we uh, missed the playoffs. And and '08 was to the Western Conference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which which Classic. for any anybody that that joined this fan base after like 20 was it 2012 is when that ended. Like, yeah, we playoffs. You used to be able to cross conferences. So. I mean, I I personally think they'll probably just like you know they'll let Struber leave and then be, do do some more cuss getting and just hire Connor Wade as the manager. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, fuck it. I'm fine with that. You know why? Because I feel like he'd be a more positive influence than Struber has been. So this is this is what I want to talk about, right? Okay, so two quotes reported by Ben Quirk. The first one, this is the day before the game. Struber said uh, that many MLS pundits predicted that we would not make the playoffs and we were predicting that we would not make it past the first round. Shocker, they were right. But the exact quote is, uh, they show us many times they are not in the right way. The day after this, or at least it was reported, I'm sorry, day of, right? Because the 15th, I'm sorry. So two days before, day uh, day after the game, or I'm sorry, after the game, he says, uh, despite saying, quote, he can live with this, Struvar lashes out at those who he calls, quote, Twitter experts that expected better from the team. Struber says throughout, or says, Thought of trophies for Red Bull this season was dreaming. One, he said last year that he sees his team as an MLS Cup contender. And granted, I understand he was not happy with who the team brought in. But guess what? As the fucking coach, you have to work the front office to identify the talent you want. 
But on top of that, you are the one responsible for developing that talent into something better than they are at the start of the year. Right? I get at the beginning of the year trying to downplay expectations, saying this team's not going to go very far, and doing kind of the same thing midway through the year to temper expectations since we were doing kind of well. But at what point do we just fire the coach for saying, fuck it, negative energy is a bad thing to have in the locker room? Because that's what I feel like that's what the players are going to have at some point, or if they haven't already, but they're going to at some point, is have this negative energy in the locker room that's just going to kill them. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to play for a guy like that next year. If, if I was on... If if I was somewhere in MLS and I was looking my contract up and looking for a new team, why would I want to go play for Struber when he has these fucking comments basically saying, oh, my players aren't good enough? And then when it comes time to actually back up the saying, we are going to do well, he immediately backtracks and says, no, we're, we we really weren't going to do well. Right? It's one thing to have expectations, but to make it seem like the players aren't good enough affects morale at some point. Was do you think there is a real and actual serious Red Bulls fan out there whose expectations were MLS Cup? No, our we expectations said, we said were it. win a fucking game in the playoffs and we then yeah, maybe you go out the next round. You're right. That, that's exactly what we said last week. The expectation is, hey, you guys lost in the first round last year. The core, the relative core, is still here. You have to be at least one round better than last year. Take one one step forward. One. I mean, we're going to switch this in a few minutes, but the fucking Jets and Giants are proving the point this year. Both teams. Both. Big, big steps. I mean, this is crazy steps forward. Crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy Giants. And it, again, we're, we're we're six games into the season. Um, but my expectations for the Jets are still not even. It's actual progress. Yeah, my expectations for the Jets didn't all of a sudden jump to uh, making the playoffs and becoming the AFC champions. No. Playoffs are gravy for the Jets. I just want to be a seven or eight win team this year. That's right. that's their minimum for me. What have you seen with with both teams? And it's it's kind of I talked about this with my friend the other day. Uh, what have you seen with both teams? Is an improvement on defense on both teams when the Jets' defense was fucking horseshit and the Giants couldn't stop anybody with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't produce a turnover. Couldn't do jack shit. Certainly wasn't getting a last minute touchdown to take the lead in the game. And what have both teams have shown you is that the they're playing better defense. Uh, the Giants' offense is not world beaters, but it's less mistakes. It's playing smarter football. The Jets are – I mean, the Jets got some pretty good rookies right now. <laughs> I mean, they got some – that fucking – that rookie class was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, I, think, right I think it's like five straight rookie of the weeks right now. Yeah. So they're doing – okay. But right, that's – now who knows what the season will end like for both the Giants and the Jets. We don't know. But the signs are there that they've actually shown improvement. Where was the sign of improvement for the Red Bulls? I don't know. Having a great road record. Cool. Super cool. Didn't didn't work when you played a game at home in front of fucking nobody. And and honestly, I'll say this too. We we predicted the crowd, like we said, because it was a shitty time for a game. 12 o'clock on a Saturday. But you know what? If this team looked ready, if this was a team to poise to win an MLS Cup, like if they were a team actually ready – People would have been there because it would motivate people. Wow, I think we have a really good team this year. But what did they see at the home this year? A 500 record. Not the fortress. So what inspired people to cancel their their plans to be there on time for that game? 
I mean, it hasn't been a fortress for years, and I think it's clear that, like, you know, a lot of people are canceling their scene tickets. I mean, let's not forget, at the height of the BWP, uh, Jesse Marsh area, they were averaging over 20,000 fans at game. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful thing. And the, the lack of investment by Red Bull has just driven the fan base away. Uh, and it's a real shame because that is a crown jewel stadium, uh, soccer-specific stadium in this country. And it, it deserves to have a high-caliber quality team in there. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just, I mean... I mean, I guess, uh, you know, me, I, if I wanted to point a, l- a little improvement, I guess what we're, uh, I think we finished lo- lower than fourth last year. I'll say that much. And uh, I guess if you want to say, which is all the front, all Red Bull Global cares about improvement of young players. John Tolkien's look great this year. Daniel Edelman has taken steps forward uh, before he got hurt. Serge Goma um, showed some promise. I mean, so, yeah, we got a couple guys that maybe are improving that we will eventually sell and then replace them with nothing because that's what we do. I mean, mm-hmm. we took that Tyler Adams money and we invested it in nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a frustrating season and because like the, I think what makes it frustrating is – and I saw some people on there who are like, oh, we got the young guys. They're growing this year, which means next year we're going to take the lead. By I'm like, no, we're not. They're not going to sign anybody. Right. Yes, it is great when you have a young core. Then you need to bring in talent to complement it and push it over the top. They're not going to do that. It's not going to happen next year with these Red Bulls at all. Right. And, and we've we've talked about this. I think we talked about this either the end of last season or the beginning of this season is that a great young core of talent is great for probably any other team on the planet except for the New York Red Bulls because they're just going to send those kids away mm. so you can't we're not going to build a, this great young core and then fill it in with veterans to get them over the top because they're going to disperse them to the other red bull teams sell them off because that's what this team does i mean Caden clark's perfect example he comes in like gangbusters for a few games and all and and that offseason gets sold he's with the team less than i think half a season and he's gone great that he came back on loan but the the, the how how quick did we sell Kid and Clark right. to the Red point Bull was, like you said, wow, this kid's a star. Boo, out of here. Boom, get get in the fuck out. Let's go. You know. I mean, at least Tyler Adams had a few years, right? We had like what three or four years of Tyler Adams, yeah. and he had a chance to develop during those four years. And he left when it made sense for him to leave. And part of that, I think, was Jesse Marsh, because if Marsh wasn't here, and he developed, he would have been gone. I think. But Marsh, I think, kind of helped keep Leipzig at bay a little bit in terms of selling players off. But going back to the attendance thing, I, I mentioned this on – someone asked the question on Red Bull subreddit. Why did, did, did nobody show up? Well, it takes time and money to go to a game. When people go to a game, they want an emotional return on investment. They don't want to go and watch a team that's going to lose most of the time or basically not compete in fifty, at least 50% of the games that they're in. Right? It's one thing to go and lose exciting games every single week. Because at least you could say, hey, they're close. That they're losing, but they're close to it. I'm, I'm looking, so I'm looking at the year-by-year results. Yeah, I'm going to start in 2015, the first March year, right? And I'm just going to strictly on points per game because of the weird COVID year. 2015, 1.7 um, points per game. 
2018, 1.9. In those four years, and 2018 was like half a year from March, right? But I'm going to say it's March's year because Armistead didn't really change much. We finished first in the conference three times. We won two shields. Two of those playoffs, we made the semifinals. That was a great four-year stretch. Mm-hmm. And 2014, and that, that followed up with 2014 in which Pecky took a team that probably shouldn't even make, after coming in fourth in the conference, should not have made the semifinals and did. And they were, I think, what was it, one goal away for MLS Cup, right? They were close. Then Armist, I don't know what Armist did, but 2019, 1.4, we, we had a very lackluster year. 2020, you can blame COVID or whatever, but 1.39, that season was saved by Bradley Carnell at the end of the year, just playing uh, playing pragmatic uh, soccer to get the team results. Then starting last year, which is Stuber's first year at 1.41, where's the improvement? This year, uh, I don't I have to look. Let me see the standings. Uh, so 48 points. So same thing. Exact same amount of points last year to this year. If you want to talk about improvement, there is none from the standings. It's just the rest of the league was so mediocre that 48 points got us from seventh last year to fourth this year in the conference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, again, that was another thing we talked about, right? There, there's not a team in MLS there like, wow, unbeatable. You know, what an unstoppable yeah. team. Just not. It was a bunch of teams that are like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not bad. So last last year, New England won the Shield with 73 points. This year, um, LASC won it with 67. Yeah. Right? So – Six points drop. Granted, six points is only two games, but I mean, look at last place in the Eastern Con- or sorry, the last playoff place in the Eastern Conference. We were last in last year with forty-eight points. This year, I'm sorry, we have fifty-three points this year. But okay, so we have five better points. That that's it. We got five points better. That's not even two full games. We won more. Apparently, the thing I was looking at was for last year. That's why I thought it was forty-eight. But yeah, we. We only improved by five points. That's not an improvement. Right. Yeah, certain guys played better, but the team as a whole did not. Not realistically. The, the one thing I, I want to touch on real quick, just when we were talking about, like, the attendance and, and give people, give fans a reason to show up, and I'll give you a great example, is the uh, the Atlanta Braves in the 90s. They were a great example of this team that just, except for one year, fucking choke they had the best team in baseball over and over and over again and they would just lose and lose and lose and fans got tired of it and they stopped showing up the playoff games they stopped showing up because their fans were like you gotta give us more than a first round elimination you have to because again why are you paying your hard and money to go to games when you, you, your expectations are well, well they're gonna fucking lose Right off the bat, you know? I mean, they came back. The Braves fans came back, what was it, two years ago they won the World Series? Or last, I can't remember which one. Right, well, they won last year. Right? But they came, but all of a sudden, Braves fans came back. Right. They gave them a mean, reason to win. They gave them a core, you know, and, and the fans were there. <laughs> They're not there I mean, anymore. They're also home, like the New York Mets. So, well, you that's, know. that's a different story. Yeah. Um, like, 
same thing. We're going to, I think, you know what? Fuck it. I think it's time to switch to Jets and Giants because I'm yeah, talking Jets Ripples. Giants for Bobby Bear. Yeah. Jets fans are a perfect example of attendance because the last few years they've said, fuck it. We're not showing up. <laughs> COVID year aside, why are we showing up for three, four win teams? Uh, the COVID year was two and we just barely even won two. I mean, and don't get me wrong, beginning of this year, there's been more away fans than Jeff fans at home games, right? But now that they've started to yep. – they, they've won three in a row, they're at four and two on the year. So if they win a few more games, I bet you that that amount of home versus away fans flips and becomes at least 75% home home fans at some point. Yeah, it'll be, it's going to be a harder ticket. Yeah. To get, yeah. you know? Yeah, I was actually surprised uh, a week uh, week ago after the Giants beat the Packers. I decided, well, I believe I'm going to a game this year, and I was surprised actually to find two tickets for uh, under or about fifty dollars to the Giants Lions game on November twentieth. So I will be at that game. Uh, it sees the first time I have paid for Giants tickets in. I couldn't even tell you. Uh, probably <laughs> over ten years for sure. Uh, like since their last run, I think that was probably the last time I played paid to go see a football game. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it is a wonderful feeling uh, looking forward to Sunday again. I mean, because it's been a long time since I've looked forward to Sunday. I mean, you know, sure, I'd still look forward to it for just like sit on the couch and be lazy all day. But now to actually have a rooting interest in uh, the in football again. See, that, that's the one good thing about this whole Red Bulls crashing out is usually they crash out and it's like, oh, I just I got nothing start. else. I got nothing else. I got my <laughs> shitty football teams to watch, too. But now at least they're good. At least there is something I could fall into and uh, to wash away the stink. So, um yeah, uh, it's 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 a great time right now to be a New York football fan. All hail the New York Giants! New York Giants! There you go, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, sorry, I focus on this because I'm a Jets fan, but you want to talk about a coach who's willing to stick their neck out for a team, unlike our the Red Bulls coach. I mean, this is this is literally. And I, I grabbed the clip. This is what Ravasola said after. The week one loss to the Ravens where they just looked horrid. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipt. Guess what? He backed it up. They did I, shit. I thought, I thought it was going to backfire on him. But it almost <laughs> did. Yeah, they did. did. New York media shit all over him for that. <laughs> no, yeah. it almost did. It, it, after that Bengals game. But you know what? Zach Wilson's back. He's not turning the ball over. He's He's not putting up fantastic numbers, but honestly, I don't care. Wins are fucking wins. We've said it with the Red Bulls. All that matters are results. Yep. You win the games. He will develop as as long as he has a team around him that will let facilitate it. And Joe Douglas, in terms of a general manager, has done a fantastic job of that. Drafted po- possibly the best rookie class this year. Uh, they've won three out of five Rookie of the Week awards. I mean, I, I think it was three different rookies, actually. Let me see. Yep. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. All three of the top five rookies drafted this year by the Jets have won Rookie of the Week. I mean, it, it's amazing where 
they they had faith in building the, uh, the youth, and they're doing it. They brought in like we talked about. They brought in veterans over the offseason. Robert Salah went to the his old players of 49ers and brought in a few of the guys on the defensive side. And look what happened. Granted, it took a blow up after the, in the middle of the Bengals game for <laughs> the coaching staff to get on board with things, but they've been like lights out the three weeks since. It's just, it's just like light. It's like night and day looking at the Jets versus the Red Bulls. Like the Jets have some hope. It's amazing what hope does. No, I mean, the, you know, the Giants have a whole bunch of, uh, or will have a whole bunch of salary cap room next year, and so it's kind of like, unlike the New York Red Bulls, I know they're actually going to fill it. So we have this season of hope. <laughs> And now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what this coaching staff can do when they actually have players on the team, you know. By the way, I I, I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I mean, when the Giants are on defense, I just stare at Kayvon Thibodeau and see what he's going to do, because he's he's the big rookie. You know, they're they're a big draft pick. And I I literally just go, I just want to see where he is and see if he makes a good play. And he had that fucking hit the important strip sack like right at the end of the game yeah. sealed so if you're gonna make one great impression it's how to put away the baltimore ravens and he had that play so yeah and then i because my wife's a ravens fan we were watching the game <clears throat> at least uh barkley knows how to how to drop down before he hits the end zone when it matters yeah, he sure did. I mean, he just it's, went. It's, it's well, like he nope. watched that. It's like he watched the Jets Brown game. He's like, nope, I'm not. I'm not following yep. that playbook. <laughs> Take no chances. Absolutely none. Like, right after I get past this first down line, I'm going straight down. <laughs> I don't care yep. what happens. No, because he easily could have taken the the one more step and for a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. But then you would have given the ball back to the Ravens, and you don't want to do that. And we, I mean, listen, I can I can go on and on about the end of the Giants game because I mean, why not? But Again, you you have a different different feeling about that team because when does it happen when the opposing team's quarterback has the ball snapped right past him? He's the one who's picking that up and throwing an interception. That's been Giants football for the past like five years. Yeah. Finally, it. it I mean, that was like what a, what a terrible pass. But the pick and seeing the crowd excited, and I get to go watch highlights and seeing the crowd being excited at home. I'm like. Oh my God! This is all we've wanted for for years. Mm-hmm. Get pumped, get pumped, and I fucking love getting pumped. God fucking damn it, New York Red Bulls! <laughs> God damn you! I mean, Sauce Sauce Gardner at the end of the Packers game is running around with a cheese head thing on. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm all for this. Generally, I'm not for trolling other fan bases because it comes back to bite you. But fuck it, the Jets have been the the subject of that for years, so I don't fucking care. I'm perfectly now, fine with it. From what I found, a fan gave that to him to put on. That's what I heard. That a fan gave it to him to put on. So oh, I'm, I'm sure. On. I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm not sure he went looking for it. I'm, yeah. I'm saying the fact that he was still walking around with that. Like he could have just quickly went to the locker room, but he was celebrating with it on and stuff. That's. I heard he stole it off a child's head. <laughs> you know what? If he did, I'm, I'm okay with that too. I don't really care. But yeah, you're right. It's nice to have a little bit of swagger with these teams you know and again we still got uh, 11 games left tons of football but i both are showing good signs i mean not to get ahead of ourselves but look at the giant schedule they're playing they're playing a bunch of winnable yeah. winnable football games if they play the way they've done against some of the best teams i mean the fucking titans the packers the ravens great football teams mm-hmm. um if they they play the way they're right now there's no reason why they they 
can't be a, in the playoffs at least. Yeah. And it, and it's got it's more it's double what we ever could have expected the first year with this with you know an entirely new oh. regime. Not a chance. I would I I earmarked you know wins against the Titans, Ravens, and uh, Packers. Not at all. And yeah. you guys and you guys won coming back from London too. Yeah. yeah. And then. I mean, we all predicted the Jets were going to get the shit kicked out of them because it's the Green Bay Packers, and they just lost a quote-unquote home game to the Giants when they were up. They were winning, and they gave up the lead and lost that game, and they're coming home, and they're pissed off, and they got to win, and they were fucking embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They got embarrassed. The Jets just beat them every side of the football besides maybe the passing game. And we didn't need to. We had to no, game. fucking blocking field goals, blocking punts, blocking everything else. I mean, I mean we amazing had, we had, plays and br- hauls, unreal. We had a, we had a touchdown off a blocked punt. So yeah, we, yep. we the Jets chased Aaron Rodgers from the game with like three three or four minutes left. That that's how much of the Packers think they could have not have won that game. They didn't leave their their star quarterback in to try something. Yep. And hey, they didn't beat a three a third string quarterback this week, so. You know, no, because you could have made it. The, the, you could have made the thing for the Dolphins. The, ex- <laughs> the excuses of Aaron Rodgers' thumbs started pretty early, apparently. No, of course, of course. Well, freaking Daniel Jones's scabs were falling off his hand in the first quarter, and they still won yeah. the football game <laughs> from his I mean, bloody Dan- hand. I mean, Daniel Jones is throwing to nobodies, and he's he's, <laughs> doing, he's doing all right. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, he's earning himself a contract. Definitely not a forty million a year contract, but he's earning himself a contract. Yep. Hey, how how smart was I picking up Bellinger at the last minute for my fantasy tight end? Yeah, I should have. Ugh. Yep. 14 points right there. Yep. So I heard the Packers and Giants had a choice after coming back from London. They can either take a bye week or play. Hmm. Somebody speculated they got to pick opponents. I don't think that's true, but they got to decide if they wanted their bye week right after London or not. Hmm. And both teams chose not. Worked out, for, worked out for you guys. Did not yeah. work out for the Packers. Yeah, yeah it did. <clears throat> who who would have thought that coming into this year, you could make this statement that the Jets and Giants in successive weeks were beat the Green Bay Packers, and those two losses in a row were the first two back-to-back losses since the beginning of 2019 when Mike LaFleur took over as the coach of the Packers. It's crazy. I mean, both both teams are one game off of their their respective division leaders. They're both top three in the conferences. I mean, this is just ridiculous. How and it's just weird how at both like the same time like it's almost like both franchises like fuck this we're just gonna steamroll everybody at the same exact time and just make this New York's football league instead of the National League. Because thank God, because we we needed this desperately. Yeah. So, one more thing about the Red Bulls, only because uh, somebody you Pat mentioned salary cap and it made me think about it. The Players Association released the salaries uh, at the end of September, I think. The Red Bulls are the lowest paid team in the league, which doesn't surprise me. Oh, fucking shocker! But the second lowest payroll in the league are the Philadelphia Union. 
Interesting. And 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 by not much, I think it's within a million dollars. Like we're at like nine point six and they're at ten point three or something like that. So just think of how bad that means the GM and the coaches are if with only a million more dollars, the union were literally a point away from a uh shield. Yep. They were tied on points for the shield and lost on a tiebreaker. That <coughs> there's that much of a gap between the two teams and only a one million dollar payroll difference. Yeah. Just something to think about. Well, let's think about it for a uh, for a whole off season, huh? What, what do you uh, think? We got we got our Jets and Giants podcast next week to do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing a full heel turn. Red Bull rants is now green blue, green blue rants. <laughs> you know, a Patreon special Jets Giants show was not a bad idea. I like the idea. Yeah, do, for all do, we know, for all we know, half our patrons are Cowboys fans or some bullshit. Right. <laughs> All right. Do we even want to talk about anything else? Nah, we, we nah. time to wrap this one up. We just talked about the Giants and the Jets for God knows how long. Yeah. All right. What, what, one more time for each. All hail the New York Giants! New York Giants! All right. So let's wrap this up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rant. $1 a month is all you need for exclusive content such as <clears throat> multi wrap ups, lives, post games, anything we decide to do. You can email us redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, leave us a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash rant On Twitter at redbullrant for the show at Dr. Stooch myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anywhere you can find a podcast. We will probably be back next week or the week after for a season wrap-up. It doesn't really matter when that show happens at this point, so <laughs> whenever we feel like it. Last words before we get out of here. Uh, Jaguars can suck it, and the Broncos can suck it next week. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, drop dead Jacksonville. I want to wait to. I am a little less uh, willing to stick my neck out at the moment. Only because Denver's a tough place to play, and they're holding their own against the Chargers, which I don't know if that's good or not, but we'll see. All right. Anyway, for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode four sixteen of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and fuck off, Red Bulls! You suck in the playoffs. Yeah, go to hell, you old bastards. Yeah, see you in five weeks, USA. And you need to show your fucking cheese up your ass. You need to show your fucking cheese. Show your fucking cheese. Show your fucking cheese up your ass.